Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett, and today I'm joined by a special guest, the co-founder of Lifter LMS, Thomas Levy. And today, this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to be talking actually about software in the context of Lifter LMS and how we approach the development in it and what problems it's there to solve, and just talk a little bit about the vision of where we're going. But uh, first, Thomas, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, so the, one of the big things with the vision for Lifter LMS is we, are, we see ourselves in the friction removal business. We're trying to remove friction between the would-be course creator and the results they're trying to get for the, the student or the learner. Now, they need software to you know, create courses. The student needs to interact on the other side of that software in terms of taking the course. So our job at Lifter LMS is to create technology that facilitates that exchange and ultimately the transformation that occurs um, and the results that occur through the education. So I wanted to bring Thomas on and share with you guys um, more on the technical side, our philosophy of development and how we approach, you know, where to put things in, in the software and how it works and where we're going because, you know, sometimes change happens gradually, sometimes it happens fast. Specifically, I wanted to get in to the concept of the course builder. So, Thomas, could you talk a little bit about where the evolution of the course builder came from um, moving to its own interface and what what the origin story of the new and improved course builder that rolled out, which later we've, we've added the quiz builder, but how did all this start? Uh, yeah. So if you go back to the, the very first version of Lifter LMS back October, 2014, I guess, something, somewhere around there. Um, we, we, we built, um, you know, if, if anybody's been with us for that long or, or, was using Lifter LMS prior to six months ago. Um, there was a meta box uh, inside the course, the traditional WordPress course edit screen. Um, meta box being all those little boxes that you can drag around, you can move them, and things like that. You can close them and open them, and they have all kinds of custom custom content for that course. And um, settings, that particular yeah, settings and all that kind of stuff. So we had a meta box where you can kind of drag and drop courses or lessons around, create sections. Um, and when we first released that, it was, uh, I think, pretty novel. Um, a lot of users really, really liked it. Um, and uh, it was something I, I'd never seen inside WordPress before. It was an interface like that where you can create other posts from inside one post. Um, and you, you kind of, to understand why, why that really matters, I, I suppose you need to understand a little bit of how um, Lifter LMS actually works. Um, and even maybe more so how WordPress works is that um, everything in WordPress is essentially a blog post. Um, it's, you know, it's stored in one database table. It basically all has the, the same core content, which is the, the edit, the, the content in that, that what you see is what you get editor, uh, WYSIWYG editor. Um, you, you get a title, you get a URL, uh, you get a published status, all that kind of stuff. That's all, that's a blog post, but a page is also that, um, with the type of a page. Lifter LMS courses are a custom post type called a course lessons, sections, all that stuff, uh, quizzes, questions, all custom post types. So essentially, we're looking at blog posts that we put a different UI on, on the front of. Um, they all share the same core um, API. Uh, so 
Lyft LMS does something that, that WordPress doesn't do, which is relates different types of, of, of content together um, through custom custom relationships in the database and things like that. And uh, um, I, I, I don't think it's the most unique or inventive thing in the world, but it's something that WordPress doesn't do natively. Uh, so when we, we created that first version of the course builder, our, our goal was to allow you to quickly create a skeleton of your course. And then after you create that outline, you need to jump into other areas of WordPress. You need to go to the lesson editor. You, uh, at one point, you had to go to the, the, the section page to edit your sections um, or your section content after initially creating it. All um, these different custom post types. They're all these are all different. Things. Yeah, exactly. They're all custom post types. So again, essentially blog posts just with a different user interface and a different strategy or goal of what it actually accomplishes on the front end of your website. Um, so th what we realized, and then as Lifter LMS grew, we added engagements, emails, achievements, badges, all those things. More custom post types. More custom post types. Uh, and what we found, uh, both while we used our own product, because we do use our own product, um, Chris a lot more than I do. I use it for testing purposes. Chris actually uses it. Um, and then through user feedback, which we see a ton of. You guys let us know what you like and you dislike. Um, but the other thing about this is that we never actually received very many complaints about the interface itself. This, now, going back to what we have uh, were originally built in version 1.0 of Lifter LMS, which did not change at all. Um, up until six months ago. Maybe it was three or four months ago. Um, we didn't get very many complaints about that. However, in support, what I saw day in and day out, what Chris would see day in and day out is people creating issues that they didn't realize they created as a result of a bad user interface. So what we built originally was wonderful. We loved it. A lot of people said, oh, I love the way you can build courses and look around message. Great. We love it. Um, but then there was all these issues that happened as a result of this interface. And nobody was saying, oh, if you fix this interface, uh, this problem would go away. Um, well, it's one thing to understand a problem. It's a very different thing to understand the solution. Right, right. Or, or the reason that problem even exists. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so, so over time, uh, and, and I mean, this started for Chris and I over a year ago where we started talking about where the course builder was going to go and ways we can revamp this. And as Chris said at the very beginning, let's remove friction. So one of the, the, the biggest issues I see with that old interface um, was that you're always bouncing around. There's a lot of page loads. There's a lot of page loads to build your course because you yeah, build a skeleton really quickly, but then if you want to edit settings on a lesson, prerequisites are a really great example of how many page loads you need to go through to set up prerequisites. If you have a course with even 10 lessons and you want each previous lesson to have a prerequisite of the lesson before it, you need to load each page. And now, oh shoot, I want to move one of those around. Now you need to load up two lessons in order to change the prerequisite structure, at least two lessons, you know? Um, so it gets really time consuming and maybe what's initially really, really wonderful gets really tiresome as your course grows, as your uh, platform matures, as you add more courses. Um, so we started to see these issues and we started to figure out what started to theorize. What could we do differently? So as Chris said, remove friction. We had this vision to like bring everything, condense everything, shrink everything down onto a single screen where um, previously you could create the outline from one screen. Our vision is to allow you to create your essentially with some exception, almost your entire course from one screen. Um, and that's, that's what we started working on. I think it was in three, 13, I believe, 3.13 3 um, was, was the original, the, the initial update to the course builder. Um, and now we've moved quizzes in there. Um, as And again, quizzes, the quiz building interface is something we built in Lifter LMS 1.0. 
and almost did not touch up until two weeks ago. Um, I just want to, I just want to park on that for a little bit. And as someone who's built a lot of quizzes with Lifter LMS, <clears throat> it was painful. Yeah. I would have to create a quiz over here. I would have to create a unique question over here. I would have to attach, you know, answers to it. Then I would have to jump over to a lesson to attach the, the quiz questions to the quiz and then the quiz to the lesson. I had to go like five places per question. I mean, it was, it was a lot. And so when the new quiz folder rolled out, I'm like, oh my God, not only did you get all these new question types, I mean, it's easy to get distracted and look at that, but the fundamental architecture just accelerated my speed to create the course by a factor of 10. And, and I, I'm very much anti-propaganda. So when Chris, actually, I was, I was, I was talking to Chris yesterday. He's like, let's do a podcast about this. And I, I don't want this to come off as propaganda for our newest feature. Um, cause it's not like, and I 100% understand that people are dislike this people dislike users and it bums me out a lot. Like I get really bummed out when I see negative feedback about work we've, we've done. Um, and I, I understand that we're actually building this for you. We're not building it. I mean, we are building it for us to a certain extent. And yes, we make money off this. We're, we're not, we're not as generous as, you know, we, we are generous, but we're not doing this for free. We're, we're a business. We're trying to make money, but, um, I want everybody to like this, but I understand that not everybody's going to like this. And uh, so, so I understand that. And, and, and there are things we lose as a result of doing this this way. And I, and I think one of the biggest concerns maybe that I've started to see come across the brow is that we're not doing things the WordPress way. Uh, and I understand that. And you're 100% correct. We are not doing things the WordPress way. We've uh, eliminated uh, elements of the core WordPress user interface when you're in the course builder. Um, selfishly because we want more space for what we want to do. That sidebar in WordPress takes up a lot of real estate. Um, and uh, it, it was something that we arguably were like, let's just get rid of and see what happens. Um, and if you've been with Lifter LNS since 1.0, you know that uh, once in a while we do something and we say, oh, you guys are right. We made a mistake here. This was not the right way to do it. So we made an assumption that removing that sidebar was a good idea. Uh, and time will tell if that actually was a good idea. Uh, so if you don't like it, keep letting us know and maybe we'll put it back, you know. But th there, there's other things we lose too. Um, one of the things is that you don't have the whole post editor that you used to have on quizzes, which means you will never be able to use a page builder um, or the forthcoming Gutenberg with your quiz description. That's something you're never going to be able to do. We're not going to give you the capabilities to do that. Um, I don't think, I, I don't know, things might change. Uh, two years from now, we might undo this decision and, and make quizzes work some other way. Um, but again, this is, this is something that we're, we're weighing the pros and cons of what we ultimately want Lifter LMS to be capable of. Um, and by, by moving that into this, this new interface, we do realize that we've sacrificed some things. Um, and, I, and, you know, we're justifying it. We think it's a good decision and it might not be a good decision, but um, ultimately, the goal here is let, let's reduce friction and let's make it as easy as possible for you, the course creator, to create your courses. That includes every, every aspect. So if we look forward, what we want to be able to do is you set up your whole course, you set up all your prerequisites, and you've never lost, left the screen. And now when you want to start adding content to your lessons and adding content to your courses, you jump out back to the familiar WordPress editor. Uh, where you can use page builders, where you can use Gutenberg when B Gutenberg is is fully a part of the core. For today, you can use your your regular WYSIWYG content editor. Um, and let's just 
parking lot. I found a parking lot in it for a second. That I mean, WordPress has always done content very well. I mean, it was a, originally a content management system, a publishing platform. So what we're talking about sacrificing is we're making a sacrifice for the user experience around settings and, you know, architecture and building a skeleton and, you know, configuring a bunch of little details that aren't really the content. I mean, there, the, quiz, the quizzes are, do contain content, but it's a unique type of content that is actually positioned inside a greater, your greater website. Um, it's where it runs. And I think it's also just very important to note that we are very pro WordPress. Uh, we're all about it. There's, we have no plans to turn Lyft LMS into a SaaS and get outside of WordPress software as a service. Um, we're committed to the WordPress community and we, we love WordPress. We, um, Thomas is the, is currently the organizer of a WordCamp Los Angeles. We, we attend these, we sponsor them. Uh, we work with other people who develop products in the WordPress ecosystem and try to figure out how to help remove friction and solve teaching needs together. Um, so we're very much pro WordPress and we're very much getting ready for Gutenberg. And, you know, we do want to find solutions that, you know, to optimize the, the page builders. And just on the note of the page builders, which are growing really quickly, um, there was a time when those first came out and I remember myself included, I did not trust them. I'm like, this is not the WordPress way. Uh, you know, whether it was a backend page builder or a front-end page builder, and now these are the fasting growing systems on the WordPress platform. So we've kind of seen this narrative before. I just want to highlight that, but also mostly yeah. just talk about our commitment to the WordPress ecosystem. We're not anti-WordPress. We're just anti-friction. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's actually a really good point. And, and that's, I, I guess I get distracted and, and lost in my, my mind sometimes. But essentially what I, what I, what I wanted to emphasize was that um, this is not an attempt to build uh, a code base that's portable to something like Drupal or to a SaaS platform. Um, I, I don't have any problem with those other, other things, but uh, I mean, Chris and I both have a long history in WordPress and uh, maybe almost to a fault. I don't, I don't really want to start exploring other platforms because to me that just means more headaches and more com compatibility problems. And I, I just don't want to deal with those per personally as a developer. I, I'd rather just have my one stack and like, we just move on. Um, so when I say we're sacrificing parts of WordPress, um, I, I mean, we're sacrificing the parts of WordPress that for a quiz or for a lesson or for a course don't really matter because these aren't concepts that exist in WordPress. Um, these, these are things that exist in Lyft or LMS, and we're trying to make those parts uh, make more sense within the framework of WordPress. Um, and what do you to want? Be a, little in geeky, a, cust a custom post type is not for everything. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's, there's reasons to use them and there's reasons not to use them. Um, so yeah, yeah, 100% we're, we're doing away with areas that it makes it more difficult to do it the WordPress way. Um, we're getting rid of that stuff. And then other things where it makes the most amount of sense to do it the WordPress way and use the WordPress core UIs, um, they're going to stick around. So as far as uh, settings are concerned, like Chris just said, we want to move more and more settings into the course builder so that you can set up your, your restrictions, your prerequisites, your engagements, um, and all those kinds of things from one screen. start dates, launch date. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then when you actually want to write your content, put your video in that sort of thing, 
uh, you'll go over to your WordPress editor. And that allows you to continue doing things like use uh, SEO plugins to use page builders like we're talking about. Um, any other plugins, your, your theme to adjust layout and uh, maybe custom theme settings that let you customize the header and footer or per page or per course or something like that. Um, so all those kind of things are going to stay. Um, and we felt it was okay, um, and I feel really strongly about it, it's okay to remove quizzes from that because quizzes are very much a uh, contained element that sits with inside your quiz, but Lifter LMS is going to do that for you, and you can skin it with custom CSS. Uh, your theme could, could support quizzes and add their own CSS to quizzes, um, but the quiz inf infrastructure itself is something that's, that's self-contained, um, and, and we just want to control 100% with Lifter LMS. You don't need to add SEO to your quiz because your SEOs aren't public. You don't need to page build a quiz because I'm just not going to make that possible. Like it's just, it, there's too many variables inside quizzes for me to build a short code for every quiz. Um, although that's not actually entirely true and you may see quiz short codes down the road. I've already had a couple requests for, for areas of quizzes that, that might make sense to actually create short codes for. Um, and so, look at that. I just want to highlight that what you're hearing there is we are listening. Like we're yeah. opening, this is an active conversation with you, the listener. Yeah. And I mean, we make, we have hypotheses, we test them. You know, we do, you see us doing a lot of surveys, soliciting feedback. We take feature requests. Um, you know, we're, we're doing this together with you, but um, we do have a, a culture of, of feedback and trust and valuing community. And um I just, I think this podcast episode is really important for, I just wanted you guys to kind of see some of the backstory and the conversation and how Thomas and I work together and how we, you know, have to make decisions to move forward. And really at the end of the day, we have your best interests at heart, but even almost more importantly, your students' best interests at heart. And what's in your students' best interest is that you can build a course. You don't get lost in the technology when you're trying to build the course. You have enough other things to do to teach and build the content. And, you know, your student experience needs to be optimized and frictionless as can be as well. So I just want to throw that out there. And the other thing that we're always aware of is, um, <clears throat> and we, we're always trying to get better at, is designing for scale. So Lifter LMS is a, a flexible platform but when you look at some things in the course builder, like for example, the sections are closed to by default. The reason for that is with all the lessons inside is if somebody comes in with what we call a giant course and everything's all expanded and you know loaded up, it's unmanageable. So we're always, you may have one course or you may have a hundred courses on your site and where interfaces are designed to grow with you. I don't know if you want to speak to that. Anything else that we've come across in terms of designing for scale? Sure. I mean, that, that was, there's actually a lot of things under the hood in this latest quiz update that, that had to do with scalability and, and um, just, just working towards being able to support 100,000 member courses and things like that. Um, uh, and, you know, scalability is always a question where uh, there's a lot of factors that go into that. It's not just your code base. Uh, it's not just the plugin. It's also your server and your host. Um, uh, if you come to me and say Lifter LMS doesn't scale well, but you're on a $3.99 a month shared hosting plan, you're, 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 you're pointing your finger at the wrong person. Um, you might be right if you point to a, a particular area of the code base that doesn't scale well, um, but that could sometimes be overcome by 
just having the, the, the appropriate amount of firepower behind your code base. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's uh, actually one of the motivations for the course builder was um, there was no way to collapse anything in the, the old version 1.0 of the course builder in the meta box. Um, so if you had 30 lessons in a course and you wanted to, to add a, um, you know, move lesson number one down to the bottom, uh, you, you, you had some issues with trying to drag and scroll at the same time. It's 100 is impossible, but it was just complicated. Um, and and there, are, there are a couple other scalability issues with the way all of that stuff worked as well that just didn't work well for larger courses. So that, that's one of the issues we're trying to combat here. Um, there's still some things that need to be worked out there. Um, I'm, I'm not going to come and say we're finished here. We're, we're, uh, if you've been with us for a while, we iterate, we improve. Um, we're always improving. And there's, there's more improvements that need to be made on the current iteration of the course builder around scalability, but I think we've got a lot of those issues dialed in. Um, on, the, uh, in, in, on this update, there's actually a lot of scalability concerns with how quiz data was saved. Um, and not only scalability, but also extendability. Um, that's, that's something that um, if you come back to the, the, the WordPress way, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're a developer, you understand what actions and filters are. If you're not, Actions and filters are essentially the, 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 the part of the WordPress core that allows us to build something like Lifter LMS. Um, we can hook into all these different things. Um, a, a great example of that is when the, 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 the page loads, we have the opportunity to tell our plugin to do something. So the WordPress core loads your page, and there's different points where we can then fire in our own content or data or information or functions. Um, so actions and filters are, are, are one of the core parts of, of the WordPress ecosystem that allow us to do what we do, that allow page builders to do what they do, um, allow SEO plugins to do what they do, et cetera, et cetera. So without that, there's, there's nothing. Um, and then plugins themselves, uh, really good ones, follow suit with this kind of development philosophy of extendability. Um, which means if there's some, and if, if you've ever had a custom request in support and talk to me, you've probably seen me say something along the lines of, no, it's not possible through a Lifter LMS feature, but it is possible. Um, and, 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 and that's the kind of thing where it's like almost anything is possible in WordPress. You just need to know how to write the code to do it. Um, so Lifter LMS itself uses a ton of actions and filters in order to allow you to extend our core functionality to add whatever you want. Um, if I'll, I'll use WooCommerce as a really great example of the way this works. WooCommerce is an e-commerce platform designed initially, I believe, to sell like t-shirts, right? Um, and then uh, the guys from, from, from Prosspress came along, uh, they're a development company, and they built WooCommerce subscriptions, which is an add-on to WooCommerce. It's not the WooCommerce core, it's something that you can add to WooCommerce. It's to made, by, to do... made by a different company. Yeah, it's made by a different company than, than, than uh, the, the team that originally started WooCommerce, which I, I believe was actually just one, one, one guy who originally started Woo. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a completely different company and they were just like, we want to do recurring subscriptions and the Woo WooCommerce core doesn't do recurring subscriptions because WooCommerce subscriptions, this other team does that for them. So now you can do recurring payments that happen on a monthly schedule, on a yearly schedule, whatever that is possible because of the extendability of WooCommerce, which is possible because of the extendability of WordPress. So this is like a, an overarching developmental philosophy that, that permeates everything in WordPress or should permeate everything in WordPress. Um, and that was one of the things that quizzes were this, this black hole that was just like, people would ask me, oh, I want to do something with quiz data. And I'd be like, oh, it's going to be really difficult for me to explain how this works because it doesn't make any sense. 
Uh, it's like one of those dirty little secrets that like developers, like they, you, you code something sometimes and you're like, that wasn't the right way to do it. And now you need to spend six months undoing that mistake so that people can now gain access to that data. So that was one of the big updates in, in quizzes, which um, you didn't notice because you don't have to. Um, but if, if, if you're a developer that wanted access to that data, it, it's a really, really big deal. What does that mean for the average user that doesn't care about a black hole, that just wants the interface to work? Uh, it means that other developers um, can come in and if, if there's a question type, for example, that we haven't thought of yet um, or we haven't built yet or that you want custom for some very niche thing. I can't think of any examples off my head. And even if I did, I might not share them because I, I think I want to build them myself. Uh, <laughs> um, that's not entirely true, though. Uh, read our, you know, read our GitHub issues. And if there's anything you want to do, go build it. Um, uh, you can go build that in a custom plugin and add it to yourself. So that was one of the big, big things was extending Lifter LMS. Um, and then also scaling the quiz data around Lifter LMS. Uh, the way it was, the data was previously stored, uh, not only was it not accessible, um, but thankfully we haven't run into a lot of issues with, with, with it. But it was one of those things where I just knew if we keep going the way we're going, we're going to run into scalability issues for those of our users who have much larger um, courses. So we moved all that stuff into a custom table that's more easily searchable and, and sortable and scalable um, so that, you know, it's just, it's just easier to use that data and that data will be easy, uh, more performant as the website grows and more people take quizzes, more students take quizzes on your website. I think you asked me about scalability. I don't know. I rambled. That wasn't, no, that I was good. That. And I just want to highlight uh, Jack <laughs> over at WP Fusion. That's an example of somebody who's building a product. Yeah that hooks into certain things like Lifter LMS enrollments and courses or memberships or whatever. Um, but this is a, this is part of a bigger conversation about when someone comes to Lifter LMS or they're thinking about doing a course or a membership site, the very first question they need to ask themselves <clears throat> is in terms of platform selection is, do I want a self hosted or a hosted LMS? So WordPress is a self hosted, like Thomas mentioned, you buy a hosting account, you get your domain name, uh, you install WordPress or it's already installed there for you. You start adding the Lifter plugins. You can add plugins. Like he was mentioning in the Prospects example in WooCommerce, you can add other plugins from other companies to build a really custom solution where you get to benefit from the, the whole WordPress ecosystem and the flexibility of the, you know, all the WordPress options, the openness of it, the open source nature of it all. You can hire a developer to build a custom feature for just your site. You can't do those things on a hosted platform. They, they may have a place to upload your logo, change the color scheme, but it's just kind of like their way and you're paying for monthly access. So if you're going to do a self-hosted LMS and you're going to do it on WordPress, this is where Lifter LMS lives. And you can see as we innovate and move forward, um, you're, we're building off of what the best WordPress has to offer. We're open to the community and trying to make it to be a good citizen. You know, if other people are trying to serve education entrepreneurs out there and need to get access to certain pieces of data or, and, or connect, I mean, this is what we're all about. Um, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to highlight that. And if I could jump in on, on that point, um, kind of calling back to earlier about the course builder not being the WordPress way. Um, what, what, one thing that I, I I'll, I'll rant a little bit, it bothers me to hear that kind of thing sometimes because I think 
if all we ever do is look at the way we do things currently, and we never look outside of our ecosystem or our space or our sphere or our circle of friends or, or, or competitors or colleagues or whatever, um, there, there's absolutely no, no growth that will ever take place. And, and th this isn't me. Like, I haven't figured this out. We've all heard this before. Um, but in the context of doing things the WordPress way, a great example is what's going on with Gutenberg right now. Um, some people are very, very excited about Gutenberg, and some people are very, very scared of Gutenberg, and others think it's the worst idea in the world. And what Gutenberg is, is the WordPress core team, um, perhaps specifically Matt Mullenwing, looking outside of WordPress and saying, how can we do better to solve problems that WordPress wants to solve? Um, and it's different. It's not the way WordPress is done. Um, it's not the way page builders are done. It's its its, its own thing. Um, and they're looking out outside of WordPress to figure out how to improve WordPress. So when Chris talks about self-hosted versus hosted LMS, do not think for a second that we're not looking at what this, that the hosted LMS platforms are doing um, or, or what other things are doing outside of, of LMS altogether. Um, we, we, we don't just sit here and think, oh, this is a great idea. And like, just like, I mean, we draw sketches and we come up with interfaces, but we're, we're drawing inspiration from outside of our own space to figure out how are other people doing similar things? How are other applications doing simple, simpler things and being successful at it? And what, what can we draw from them? Um, what can we steal from them? Uh, not not in terms of lifting code bases, but like how can in the we, open source way? <laughs> yeah, how can we how can we use that as as a as a source of inspiration to improve um, and solve the problems and these friction problems that we're talking about? Um, and we I, I spent a ton of time sharing, and I, I shared all this information with Chris, looking at different places like how did how do other people build questions, uh, quizzes, questionnaires, things like that? Like what do those interfaces look like, and what can we drop into WordPress? It's similar to that, but still kind of feels like WordPress to a certain extent. Um, if we only ever do things in meta boxes in the WordPress way, uh, we're we're kind of we're, we're kind of stuck. So I I know that's a little bit of a side and a little bit of me ranting, um, but change is hard. We don't like it when we upgrade our phones. We don't like it when we upgrade everything. But at a certain point, you need to look back and think uh, we didn't have cell phones even. You know what I mean? So. Uh, Changes are changes, and uh, I, I, I'm really excited about the changes we've, we've added to this course builder and, and the improvements we've made to quizzes. And again, I will acknowledge that there's things that we've done wrong, and there's improvements that still need to be made. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, and that's, and sometimes a vision takes a long time to execute on. Like, <clears throat> like Thomas mentioned earlier, like engagements are also a custom post type. It would be nice to kind of manage some engagement settings or certificates, you know, get it unifying the course building experience from 50 different places to one is a really, I mean, that's the overarching vision that takes a long time to execute because, um, you know, there's a lot of moving parts into building an online course or a membership site. But, and I think sometimes the, um, you know, the path doesn't really make sense until or it makes more sense the further you get along down the path but the hope of this episode is just to kind of take you behind the scenes and um you know and look a little bit at this vision about removing friction and, and thank you to peter felanius who helped help me with that concept of friction removal i heard that from him and uh it, then it's really started influencing how i looked at things so thank you peter for that um but yeah the vision takes time and um you know, I, there's always like a why behind the what. That's the why things are happening. 
And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's not, not every decision is mutually exclusive, which means we're not going against WordPress. We're actually taking the best of WordPress and then taking the best that we, we've got from outside and what our users need and their, their students and combining that all together and moving forward. Uh, so we're, we're, it's more of a question of integrating what's working and continuing on the path and service to the end user. That's what it's all about. But Thomas, I wanted to thank you for coming on the show. And uh, that was a lot of fun to take people back and, and uh, behind the scenes and, and look at the high level. And thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. And uh, um, I feel really lucky to work with Thomas. Um, when we come together around a problem, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I know a lot of people out there who's, you know, this is your business, you know, this is, it, it might be a side project or it might be your main business. So we, we take this very seriously and value your trust and, uh, and, and value your feedback. So thank you for being with us on the journey. Thanks, Thomas, for coming on the show. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. See ya.